Hi, this is Father Jonathan. This is part two of our conversation with our ministry partner, J.J. West and Grace Clinic. If you haven't listened to part one, please go back and listen to that so that this conversation makes total sense. God bless you. But wait, I want to go back to this one question, though. Okay, so this question of whether or not, uh, how do you know when you're supposed to come? Yes, I get that coming to help diagnose that is quite helpful. How can you tell the difference between that place where you you really need to be involved in some, some counseling for a period of time, or you're just in a in a rough patch of life, right? Like, because right. I've heard so many stories, and I have personally seen this when someone gets involved in counseling, and then it really is the the part that I keep teasing you about the the, the stringing them along because this is uh, helps pay my bills mm-hmm. by counseling. Mm-hmm. I know you're not that dude. Mm-hmm. I know that you want folks to find that freedom. Absolutely. How can people trust that in you, though? How can they? How can they believe that the, you have their best interests of freedom in in heart at heart? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do want to work myself out of a job, honestly, with each individual right. client or client family or whatever. I do want to work myself out of a job so that they're they're learning how to access God on their own. So you're the, giving tangible skills. I'm trying to. You're giving like you need to try X this week. Yes. I do that, but not always. It's right. not like of every course. single session, every single time, okay, here's your homework, boom, boom, boom. Uh, but yes, I do I do want them to be uh, have some practical tools, but we usually that usually comes later. Mm. Usually there's a lot of work that has to happen to again go back to this issue of do I trust God? Because it won't matter at all if I'm doing all the practical things of getting next to God. If once I get there and I hear from God, I go, well, I don't really trust what you're saying right. to be good for me, right? right? So we really do have to start there. But to go back to your, your question, which is, okay, how do I know? How do I know whether this is just I'm having kind of a rough patch in life sure. or no, I really do need to go to counseling? A couple of things that I would look at. Number one, how long have I been in this season, <laughs> this uh, rough okay. patch? okay. You know, if we're talking about a couple of weeks, yeah, give it some time. Okay. But if we're talking about many months, years, chances are that there is something broken at a level that you're either not aware of or you're not willing to let go of yet. And probably counseling would help in that endeavor. Dude, that sounds scary. Like just straight up, that sounds scary. To that, that recognition of to have something be broken and at a level you don't well to think okay I've been struggling with this for let's just pick a, n- a number nine months okay mm-hmm. I've been struggling with this for nine months to a year mm-hmm. and think okay there's a part of me that's actually broken mm-hmm. that sounds very scary for someone to actually think through and recognize somebody's listening to this right now and thinking yeah I've been struggling with anger at sure. my wife right. I've been struggling with pornography I've been struggling mm-hmm. with some other addiction issue. Alcohol, Alcohol drugs, Right. There's a million things, right, that we gambling, self-medicate work. with. Right, right, right. All these self-medicate. I'm mm-hmm. struggling with that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm broken. Like, mm-hmm. that's a very scary reality. Sure, sure. What I would say to that is we are all broken. Okay. Every single one of us. And I'm not – that's not hyperbole. That's not spiritual jargon. Every single one of us is absolutely broken. Some of us are more aware of it than others. but we're, That's the difference. That's the difference. Wow. We are all okay. Okay. broken. And what was amazing about what Jesus did when he showed up on the scene is he went to the people who knew they were broken. And, w- and when he did, the people who weren't aware of how broken they were got really hacked off about it, right? Sure. 
And Jesus said, well, I'm going to them because they can see how broken they are and how much they need me. Not for the, the well, but for the sick. Yeah, right. yeah. But, he, but it, the, the, the truth of that statement and what Jesus said was that everyone's sick. It's everyone's just those who sick. recognize they're sick and those who don't. That's yes, the difference. That's exactly it. It's not that not everybody's sick. Right, right. Everybody is sick. So, so when you look at your life and go, okay, I've been struggling with anger for nine months or I've been struggling with addiction for 30 years, mm. right? Or I've been struggling with broken relationships all of my life. When you recognize that and you say, would I like this to be different? Would, would I want this? Would I want to live differently than this? Do I think God wants me to live differently than this? How I answer that question will probably lead me either toward or away from counseling. And then the other thing I would suggest is ask other people that you trust. So the first thing is recognize the length of the mm-hmm. place that you're at. And the right. second one is ask those around you. Ask those around you. Right. Because why? It it might be family. It might be friends. It might be trusted advisors, whatever. The reason we ask other people whether they think we would benefit from counseling is because we all have blind spots. And a lot of us are really unaware of how we treat those around us, Mm. how we come across. We think we come across a certain way because we have our mask on and we've polished it up and we think we look really good. But we have no idea really how other people are perceiving us. And if we were brave enough, we had enough courage, we could go to our spouse, our children, our siblings, our parents, our friends, neighbors, coworkers, whatever, and say, hey, I think I've noticed this in my life. What do you think? Or I'm thinking about going to counseling. What, what would be your thoughts? How do I come across to you? Both of your thresholds are really difficult, though. The How truth so? is, Well, because... The first one is, and I, I'm not saying it in a bad way, frankly, mm-hmm. but let's just be acknowledge, okay, the first thing I have to do is look at how long I've been here. And if I, and if I don't want to admit how long I've been here, mm. that's painful. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, I've been doing this for five years. Right. And when I think about that, what the heck am I doing here? Mm-hmm. The second thing is, oh, and by the way, I have to go confess to my spouse, hey, <laughs> uh, I think I'm kind of messed up. What do you think? And if they say yes – what? Why, why did no one mention this? Why, why am I hearing it? Why am I the first one to think of this? And they've been like, yeah, I've been meaning to tell you. Right. For how long? Right. It's been five years. I think. And they're like, no, it's actually been 10. You've been messed up for 10 years. Right. Um, we just didn't want to tell you. Or, or I mean, both life. of those are very scary thresholds. I love them. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying they're quite dangerous. Yeah. Would you yeah. agree? Yes. There's absolutely. That's why I said it takes courage to do this. There's inherent risk. Without a doubt, there's risk in this. But... If, if in fact, I were, say, to go to my spouse and I say, hey, I, I'm thinking about going to counseling, what do you think? And they go, oh, my God, thank God. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting for you to do this for years, right? And you're, you know, you're, you're responsible. Why didn't you tell me? Yeah, totally. Well, there's probably a reason why they didn't tell me, right? They probably didn't tell me because they were afraid to tell yeah, me. Yeah, it goes back to step one now. Uh-huh. That, not being honest yeah. and not seeing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yes – takes tremendous courage to look at ourselves honestly, authentically. It takes tremendous courage to do that. Is it fair to say that, in fact, I, the folks in counseling are perhaps much more courageous and healthy than those who are not, not in counseling, who keep thinking that they're, they're doing fine? On the whole, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, some of the bravest people I've ever met, I've met in the counseling room. 
this reminds me very much of a uh, I've, I've been in counseling. You and I have talked about that. I haven't been with you, obviously, because that would be weird to my friend. Right. But, um, well, I mean, just personal counseling, <laughs> not the professional kind. But I remember very clearly when I was in my late 20s and I began to think about wanting to go to counseling. There was a good friend of mine. Uh, you remember Storm? Remember that guy on staff, Storm? No. Okay, well, whatever. He was. I liked him a lot. We hung okay. out. And I remember I was talking about counseling. I was talking about the idea of me going. And I was like, yeah, but... Really, I mean, I think I'm doing fine. And I think the people who just go to counseling, they're just they're kind of messed up. Right. Still, we were on an airplane. I remember and Storm looked at me and he's like, dude, I've been in counseling for like five years. Who the hell do you think you are? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to be anywhere but here. <laughs> can, I, can I die right now? That'd right. That would be awesome. Right. And he was right because he was, he, was, yeah. he was calling me on my arrogance. Yes. He was calling me on how I thought I was better than him and anybody else who had decided to make that courageous decision yeah. to get involved in counseling. Absolutely. And uh, I was so humbled by that. And we actually – I don't think we talked all the way home or – I just kind of dropped it because I was so embarrassed that I had the audacity to make such an arrogant statement. Mm. Uh, I, I really was just embarrassed. I didn't actually believe what I had just said. And so I, I had gotten called on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he had been in counseling for that long. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he called me like he had been in counseling. And so right. I got home that night, and I th- I don't think I told my wife, but it wasn't long after that I, I knew I got to make the call. I got to do this thing. Yes. And um, totally the best decision I ever made yeah. because it began that freedom that you're talking about, not just this journey towards wholeness, which I don't even know what that really means. I mean, I like to think I know what it means, but right. it's such a giant concept. Right. Right. What is wholeness? Right. But freedom? No, no. I know what that means. Mm-hmm. And that began that journey towards freedom, which was uh, really helpful. And uh, hopefully I continue on that today. That's why I'm such a fan of counseling. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the idea of freedom where this whatever, – whatever the besetting sin, you know, whatever the issue is right. that I'm coming into counseling with, it no longer has this stranglehold yeah. over my life. Right. doesn't mean I don't ever – struggle in any way I'm you know I'm now I'm walking in total freedom and victory all the time no it means that I'm not getting pummeled by this thing anymore the way that I used to right I I, I on the whole the, the the tide of the battle has turned and you right? can walk with your head up absolutely because you know that yeah. uh, God is on your side and mm-hmm. holding the shield up in front of you mm-hmm. so when it attacks you again you're going to be okay. You're yeah. not going to drown under that water line again. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. If someone is on the fence right now, mm-hmm. considering it, you've given them the, t- the two thresholds of, mm-hmm. you know, they need to look at the duration of the, the pain they're in right now, the brokenness they're in, and also ask their friends. What would you say to somebody who right now is thinking, I, I have those two things, but I don't know what to do next. Mm-hmm. Like just open up the phone book. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you want everybody to call you so that you <laughs> right. can work 24 hours a day because you love that. Yes. What would, what would you say? I mean, because I think there's a lot of people, frankly, mm-hmm. who would answer both those questions yes and then say, I don't know what to do. Right. Where do I go here? Okay. Like, is it just call you? Is that is it just that simple? Right. Uh, no, it's not just call me. Okay. <laughs> Although, granted, yes, uh, you know, self-servingly, I want everyone to call me. But the truth is I'm not the best fit for every person that's seeking counseling. So you need to find the right fit. And the way you do that, there's a few things you need to do. Number one, you need to ask people in your life for some referrals, right? You need to talk to – really there's a – you go to friends and family that you trust. Hey, have you ever gone to counseling? Who have you gone to? Uh, you might go to your clergy 
hey, I, I'm thinking about going to counseling. Is there anybody that you recommend? Um, a lot of people obviously go to Google to ask that question, who should I go see? Christian biblical counseling in Ocala, Florida, right? Uh, but you're asking that question to get at least get a sense of who's out there, right? The next thing you need to do, though, is you need to interview the counselor, the, the oh, I love this. potential counselor. Okay, so how mm-hmm. do you do that? You call them up. And Say you, what? Are you good? <laughs> What's your success rate? <laughs> well, you, how much does it cost to counsel me versus fix me? Uh, <laughs> you need to, you, I, no. I, would, I would ask a few questions. Good. Number one, what is their area of specialization? What, okay. are, what, are they, what do they tend to practice, right? Uh, what do they see as the goal of counseling? What are they, what are they trying to do with their clients? If you shared just a brief snippet of what you would be coming in for counseling, what would be their treatment plan, Okay. right? Um, what, Is that a specific phrase they should use, treatment plan? Well— That sounds very medical. You you don't have to use that phrase, but what would you do? What okay. would counseling look like with okay. you in this particular area? Let, let's say I let's say I, my marriage is just seems to be falling apart, so I want to go in for marriage counseling. Well, what does marriage counseling look like? If I'm, mar- if I'm doing marriage counseling with you— what does marriage counseling okay. look like, okay. right? Um, that they have a sense of what they would do, that it's not just, well, you come in, pay me some money so you can talk to me, and we just chit-chat for 50 minutes, and then next week we'll do it again, and right. then the next week we'll do it again, and the next week we'll do it again. No, like what? what's the plan here? What's A to B? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, so you're wanting to find out what is their idea of, of – what's their area of specialization? What is their idea of counseling? How would they specifically counsel you and the issues that you are bringing to counseling? And then, of course, you're just trying to get a sense of a feel. You know, is there a good, is there a good connection, a good vibe? Okay. Um, because, quite frankly, there are tons of counselors. Right. Tons and tons yep. of counselors. And there are some counselors who are excellent, and there are some counselors who are terrible. Mm. And then there's quite a few of us in between, right? <laughs> <laughs> JJ, you're excellent. Don't kid yourself. No, no. Please, please, <laughs> please continue. say more. No, stop. Right. Um, <clears throat> well, okay, wait. Okay, so, uh, fi- along these lines, because I think this comes up quite a bit, I hear this question a lot. Boys with boys, girls with girls? No, I don't, I don't as- ascribe to that. Uh, okay. There are people who do, uh, and I understand why, and that's fine. Uh, I'm not opposed to it. It's not like, no, no, you cannot do same-sex counselor or counselee. But I don't personally ascribe to that because so many women who come to see me who have – especially if they've experienced any kind of sexual abuse or they've experienced any kind of of emotional abuse have been told multiple times and in multiple ways they're less than. They're a a less than citizen uh, in society and the kingdom of God. Okay. And I don't want to. I don't want to repeat that. I don't want to re-abuse uh, them in that way and say, "No, no, I'm sorry. Oh, you're a female. No, I can't. I can't counsel you. Or if I counsel you, I've got to keep the shade open. But if you were male, I could bring the shade down. You know, so you could have privacy. No, I don't want to do that. Um, there are some people who it would be wise for them to only see a same-sex, same-gender yeah. uh, counselor because they would use the counseling session as some sort of kind of emotional exhibitionism. Oh, wow. But that's pretty rare, honestly. Man, that's your job is tough. <laughs> to negotiate that, I – whoa, it, that's a scary place to be. But it, honestly, that that doesn't happen that often. Okay. Really, it doesn't. Um, so more important than 
are you a male and I'm a male, or you're a female, I'm a female, much more important is are you qualified? Are you competent? And if there's a mesh, that's what you, and, that's, yeah. that was your final point. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Do we just get along? Yeah. I didn't say this, but I would add this to the list. Make sure that they're licensed or at least that they are um, registered. Where do you check state? Oh, uh, you can go to the state licensing board in your state, whatever it is. In Florida, it's uh, the uh, board of uh, mental health counselors, social workers, and marriage and family therapists, and just look up their license and make sure. So that every legit counselor is going to be yes, there, absolutely. And if they're not, and if they're not, I would say stay away from them. Move along, yeah. Because other, otherwise, there's no one. There's no one overseeing whether or not they've received the right education. There's no one overseeing whether or not they're practicing. Because you had thousands of hours before you were actually licensed to counsel, correct? Well, uh, 1,500 client contact hours that I had to complete before I could even sit for licensure. And that's in addition to the hours that I had in my graduate program. So So anybody with a license, they've been through a lot that that really bring them to that place that we know as a not a counselor, I could trust them. Right. Versus somebody who doesn't have a license. They're like, no, I'm really good at this. And you're like, how do I know? Right. They might call themselves a life coach, a mentor, or something like that. But if they call themselves a counselor or or a therapist or a clinical social worker, that's a title law. And by by the laws of the state of Florida – they have to have completed a certain set of criteria oversaw by the state in order to call themselves. That Which is something that we can trust at, mm-hmm. a, at a beginning level. At, at least at a beginning level, exactly. Right. doesn't mean that's still going to be a good person for you, but it's right. something to look for. Absolutely. So helpful, JJ. So if someone's in that, that, that beginning place where they're just starting to look, they're thinking they might be uh, in need of counseling, mm-hmm. talk to your friends and family, call the person, interview them. Mm-hmm. Look for their license. Anything else? I think that's a good place to start. That's I think, great. Yeah, it's a lot of work even, I think. Yeah. I mean, well, it sounds like a lot of work, but really— It does sound like a lot of work. <laughs> most of what you you just described takes a few hours at the most. Because I'm just going to call you and be like, dude, who do you got? Who do you know? That's right. All gonna, that's all I'm going to do. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. JJ, I can't thank you enough for hey, coming in today and sharing yeah. this stuff. Uh I'm learning a ton here. I mean, we've been friends forever, and mm-hmm. I feel like I, I we talk about this all the time. And every time we get together, you show me some new stuff that I've never thought about. Oh, that's cool. If uh, people want to get in contact with you, mm-hmm. what do they do? How do they do that? They can call Grace Clinic uh, directly. They can. What's they the can number? Cert- oh, my gosh, I don't have it memorized. Why, don't put me on the spot oh, like that. Oh, man, you just Google. lost the business. <laughs> there they go. <laughs> well, they, right. just, they just Googled somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> so they, 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 Google, they Google Grace Clinic. Grace Clinic, yes. Okay. Grace, Grace Clinic Christian Counseling. Uh, You're also have, on the, uh, the graceocala.org website. We have a link to you there on our yeah. website. Yeah. So they can, they can access it through the website. They can call the church office. They That's can right. call Grace Clinic. Uh, they can. We, we have offices in Orlando, in the Orlando area, in Ocala, in Portland, uh, but also <laughs> I know it's weird. Portland, sure, that's the next. Yeah. That's the next obvious that's, expansion. Places, right. absolutely. Or, or Orlando, a little bit north of Orlando, Ocala, and then Portland, Oregon. <laughs> in Portland, sure. Oregon, right not. Next stop, Russia. Uh, so <laughs> that's where we're headed. I think Sarah Palin can see you now. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> so what we're, but. But there are also lots of clients who are outside of maybe those particular areas who are taking advantage of telephone and Skype. And so they can even, you can even do that with them. Even if you exactly. can't meet with them face-to-face, right. you right. can do telephone and Skype. Obviously, face-to-face is the ideal. Right. Um, but it's amazing how much you can actually pick up on with 
whether it's FaceTime or Skype or something like that, because there's a lot of nonverbals that you just notice like, oh, I noticed you just rolled your eyes, <laughs> you know, when you mm-hmm, said that, mm-hmm. what's going on there, right? That you can't pick up on, on the phone. And then again, of course, the phone is better than no counseling at all. So right, kind of right. go down that tier. I love being in partnership with you, man. Thank you. You're doing great work. I'm uh, so grateful for you. There are many times when folks come to me and want me to counsel them, and I just tell them, look, I'm a triage counselor. I can do enough to put a Band-Aid on you, but you need to go see somebody who really knows what they're doing. And I, I'm so glad that you're here at Grace Church that I can send them to. And yeah. Not because they're sick, but because you just know a ton more about this than me. Well, okay, there's that, but then there's also just the time. That's true. Most pastors— are so overworked. Yeah. And I'm not just, you know, saying that, you know, I only work you. half a day a week, man. So I, everybody else is overworked. I'm chilling. Truthfully, though, most pastors are so overworked, they simply don't have the time to offer the kind right. of counseling that we're talking about on a long-term, you know, a, to move into scale. that place of freedom. Yeah. yeah they just don't right. have that time available to give to their own congregation, much less the other people who call outside of their congregation. We even have rules in our diocese that I'm not allowed to meet with somebody for counseling more than six sessions. Yeah. So yeah. I can meet with somebody for six times, which I, I which still I still consider just triage. Yeah. We're just getting to the very basics of like who you are and how'd you get, how'd you get here. Right. Um, I can't and- tell you the number of times, Jonathan, when I've had a client who I've been seeing for two months who only then says – Okay, well, here's why I'm really coming into counseling. Wow. But I didn't know I could trust you right. until now I would never with get this. There. I would right? never get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there's some who come in right away. They're like, boom, here it is. Right. I'm ready to go right now. Yeah. But I've got – yeah, I mean you get clients who – I mean especially ones who have been severely abused. Sure. Do you sense. think they're going to walk into your office the first day and tell you their whole story right. when they've been abused by people who look just like you? Too terrifying. No way. Yeah, I agree. Right? So that yeah. you got to build that trust, and that takes time. Awesome. Well, yeah. I love it. I'm so glad you're doing this. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you have some either questions or comments about this podcast, please feel free to email me at jonathandfrench at gmail.com. Feel free also to call the church office if you'd like, uh, 352-624-4664. We'll hook you up with JJ and do anything else we can for you. And if you uh, enjoyed this podcast, if it blessed you in any way, please feel free to uh, uh, to rate it. And to leave a, a review, we'd love to hear that. But any comments at all, we're, we're so hope, hopeful that we are blessing you today. God bless you on your journey. We're so glad you've been a part of our conversation today. We hope that you will take what you've heard and share what you've learned. If you'd like to learn more about our church community, find us on Facebook, on Instagram, or online at graceocala.org. Go in peace.